What's up, world? Welcome to Fill the Gap, the podcast about God, mental health, and so much more. Join us as we fill in the blank spaces in missing conversations. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Fill the Gap with Mass. Well, I almost forgot where I was. <laughs> Welcome back to Fill the Gap with Mass. It has been a very long break, but just like all of my breaks, this one was very much needed and I'll get into all of the details during the episode so that you know what exactly happened, child. Before that, I hope you guys have been well. I hope that you've been taking care of yourself and your mental health, that you've been checking in with yourself. I'm noticing that, you know what, it's really been so tough for so many people in so many ways and with so many things. So I hope that you've been doing your best to take care of yourself. Today's topic was inspired by my good friend, Nomfundo. Hey, girl. We were talking about toxic work environments and she just really um encouraged me to speak about it and I thought to myself you know what actually that's such a brilliant idea because I can speak from an objective and a first-hand experience about toxic work environments and just elaborate on it more and after having the conversation with her I also realized how common this is how much people hate their jobs or hate going to work and they hate um the people either they hate what they do or they hate the people that they have to encounter when they do what they love to do and in that case that was the experience that I had so okay hate is a strong word actually let's start there hate is a very strong word (laughs) But recently I experienced a toxic work environment and the problem wasn't that, oh my gosh, I have such a huge problem with the work that I'm doing. It's the work that I studied. It's the industry I studied rather. And therefore it's the work that I love to do. It's the work that I'm called to do. This is a part of my purpose. But now the problem was the environment as a whole was not the most conducive. And I'm going to try my best to really not Um, throw mud in anybody's face but just speak from my experience but also just being respectful you know because everybody is going through a growth journey that what I know today is not the same as what someone else knows today as well but they might only realize what I know today five years from now you know so it's always important to be um, kind in that regard Okay, so a toxic work environment is a place where this is not defined by Google. This is my definition. This is from the Dictionary of Mass. (laughs) That a toxic work environment is a work environment that negatively affects your mental health in one way or another. And there are obviously levels to this and there are uh, variables to this in the sense that it's either only your work that you hate or it's also oh my gosh at home it's a problem my relationships are a problem and work also adds on to it with that toxic environment those are different levels and I don't know if I can maybe do this in two parts where we break it down even further but yeah the levels are very different and there is a lot that goes into every single one of them so what I want to start by doing is actually 
giving you guys um tips on how you can identify if your toxic work and if your work environment is toxic so i'll base this off of my personal experience and obviously you will figure out for yourself whether you can resonate with that or whether you can add on to that you know sometimes if i say a you'll think b c e d e f g you know so for me what i started noticing was whenever i got home i felt very tired and not just physically but i felt drained where i would get home and just pass out or i would get home and i would just feel like crying i would get home and i didn't even want to engage with people i wouldn't even want to connect with my friends after the long day that i've had that was a very big sign for me after a while i felt like i'm no longer myself Whew, i don't want to cry <sighs> i really felt like I was losing myself but because as you're working you know you're working you're not really thinking how do I feel about this am I cognizant of what's going on so it gets to a point where you just realize that oh my word I'm close to the edge how did I get here you know I haven't been counting my steps <laughs> all I know is I'm close to the edge you know so that for me was a very very big thing I really felt like I was losing a grip on who I was. Another thing was, even though I was doing what I loved doing, a passion of mine, well, one of my passions, which is acting, I hated waking up in the morning. I hated waking up in the morning. I hated the fact that I have to go to work and I have to be there for X amount of hours and come back home. I would dread it from the, you know, when you go to sleep and you're like, I, I hate tomorrow already because you know that you're going to go to work and you know that you're going to encounter X, Y, Z personalities that are going to affect you in such a, a, a hectic way. Another thing for me that really stuck out for a while, this work environment is toxic, was that I wasn't the only one who felt that way. That so many people, so many of my peers and colleagues felt the exact same way that I felt like. And these are people who love what they do, guys. Like, I'm not talking about... See, if we were talking about a 9 to 5, I think the conversation would be different. But when you are an artist, you choose to become an artist because you know that you're good at it and you know that this is what you're supposed to do you know that you have something to contribute to the world with your art and your craft so it's a choice you know you're doing what you love and not many people can wake up in the morning and say I do what I love for a living and I'm, I'm blessed enough to do what I love so when you are in an industry like mine and you get people who dread coming to work there is something very big behind that because we don't have to be artists you know what i mean we could have studied anything else and and done work like any quote unquote regular person getting a nine to five so on and so forth but we do what we love so when you don't when you don't love what you are doing and you dread what you are doing there's a problem and if other people who are in your industry and in your class of existence not literal class room <laughs> but in your class of of work feel the same way then you are definitely in a toxic relationship then you are definitely in a toxic work environment so how do we navigate through this right 
we know that this work environment is toxic okay fine i can't exactly walk out of my job and still get paid every day though i wish that could happen but that's not the reality of my life so how do we navigate through that it's very important to journal i know i say this a lot but it's so important to journal i found that when i was feeling the way i was feeling about whatever i was feeling even though i honestly was journaling less because i would come back home so exhausted like i said i would just pass out that when i did journal i found so much comfort in knowing that what i'm writing down i completely understand it's good to open up to friends it's good to have open dialogues with people who you can relate with also your colleagues included right um because they understand to a certain degree but nobody will fully understand you like yourself so when you write and you pour yourself you pour your heart out on paper you completely understand where you are coming from and like i said in the previous episodes that you validate yourself because nobody else understands you the way that you do you are your everything when you're writing down on paper so it's important for you to come back home and to pour your heart out so that you release whatever emotions and feelings that you you had experienced throughout the day because sometimes it's not only work guys like i said there are so many things that happen in our lives as adults that it's not just work that will have you feeling like oh my gosh what what on earth is this adulting thing take it back i don't want it anymore there are so many aspects in our days and even outside of some of the things that i mentioned sometimes someone will just piss you off for no reason you know or you really just feel tested by the smallest of things and it really does feel like everything is just catapulting into this huge mess that is trying to just see you down you know so it's important to really pour those things out on paper so that when you go to sleep it's at peace you know it's at peace with the day it's at peace with what happened you are at peace with yourself what you did and what you didn't do so that when you wake up you also wake up with a fresh heart and a fresh spirit you know because the thing is also how we get to breaking points breaking points is when we hold on to things and we hold on and we sweep them under the under the rug we keep sweeping and we keep sweeping and we don't deal with the dirt that is under the rug at some point that dirt is going to catch up to you and that's when you have breaking points and it's really not worth it if you can do little very little every single day little by little you don't have to get to that breaking point because you're dealing with things as they come but when you allow them to compound Oh, trust me, guys, I know. Like, I did this, and okay, I'll get into it later on. <laughs> but I know what I'm talking about when I say this, right? So journaling, that's what you do in the evenings and or in the mornings, whichever way you prefer. I prefer it in the evenings because if you're going somewhere in the morning, then you're most probably in a rush and so on and so forth. But to each his own. If you prefer doing it in the morning, do so. Another great tip that I learned is that in the morning, before you leave the house, pray. Pray and ask God to cover you. Pray and be exact about how you want your day to go, especially when it pertains to work. So whether it be 
um okay so for me right what i would pray was that whatever happens at work help me keep it at work that whatever happens at work i don't take it personally give me greater understanding of what it means even if this person is lashing out and they are being unreasonable give me greater understanding of what is happening even if they are not aware of it that i may be aware of it and that i may be at peace with what happens so that it doesn't affect my performance at work as well and that when i leave this when i leave that place of employment when i come back home um i leave it there it does not affect me after i clock out you know that was a prayer that i made so it might look different to you but that is kind of the preface or the foundation rather of what i would advise that you do and when you come back home if you can take a bath preferably a salt bath with coarse salt or himalayan salt i love himalayan salt oh my gosh guys love it <laughs> so take a salt bath you know um salt is an incredible property that helps cleanse and it helps clean and it helps purify and when you take that when you take that bath you also affirming yourself you're declaring you're soothing yourself you know you are kind of it's almost like you know when you're a kid and you've hurt yourself you run to your mom and you cry in your mom's you know arms and she tells you it's okay i've got you that you you say those things to yourself so that you are also um helping um apart from the journaling you're also helping yourself heal and feel soothed from what you experience during the day that you may not be able to explain to other people but you still need to release those emotions in a healthy way now the tricky thing i think about with this particular topic is i consider myself blessed in the sense that with the project that i was doing it was a project you know i was not a full-time employee so i knew when we were going to start and i knew when we were going to end so i was able to endure for that period of time knowing and in that case if your situation is similar to mine or you can relate more to my situation what i want to encourage you to do is to also notice the faults that were in that work environment and also pray for better when it comes to the following work place i was telling my cousin because he was asking like what was happening blah 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 and i said to him this really taught me Jorge, when you pray for work or when you pray for a job opportunity don't just pray for it as it is but be specific and pray for the details say god i want a healthy work environment i want an environment where this and this and this is happening i want an environment where my colleagues are a b c d and e because when you pray for a job you'll just get a job but a job is not just a job it's so much more than that it contributes to your life it's where you'll spend eight hours of your day if you are if you have a nine to five or more if you're freelance or if you have flexible hours so it's important to pray for those details and to be specific in that now when it comes to more full-time employment it is tricky because you did sign a contract and maybe you don't want to leave your work because you don't want to be unemployed and you have nowhere else to go then i would suggest that you implement some of the things that i did 
some of the things that I mentioned previously, all that you really, ish, I don't want to tell y'all what to do, <laughs> but you know what to do. You know, everybody's journey is not going to look the same. For some people, you know, staying within is, is, is beneficial and God wants you to stay and see this through because whatever you are learning with being in that environment is going to help you for when you get to a better one, you know, but for some people, God wants to test you and see like, do you know what you want? Are you going to leave because it's not up to standard? Because then I'm going to bless you. So it depends. But you need to be very discerning and you need to be intuitive. And you need to have a great relationship with God where you can hear him or know how he communicates with you and receive that communication. So that you know which side of the spectrum you fall on. So that you know what to do further. I know with me... God wanted me to stay to stay and to see it through. And I hated that so much because I felt like, why? <laughs> I don't understand why I need to stay here, you know. And I still don't know why. I guess maybe when you're doing something that's a part of your purpose, you won't fully understand the bigger picture, but you'll get it in drips and drags. And I guess a part of it is to actually make this podcast episode so that it can enlighten and hopefully help other people that are going through certain things because if it weren't for this job experience i wouldn't have even been aware of the extent you know yeah toxic work environments and how hectic they are so with me i was encouraged to see this process through and god was like it's going to make sense eventually just trust me so that's my story and I stuck to what I was told to do by God. However, if he is telling you to walk away, then know that whatever you are told to do, he's going to take care of it right after that. He's going to take care of you. So just a quick story time of what I actually went through. Um, so I worked, I had a really cool um, theater production that I was a part of and my character was a very emotional person so i legit had to cry at rehearsals every every single rehearsal i had to cry sometimes twice <laughs> or three times so you can imagine how emotionally draining that is because you have to think about things that trigger those emotions so that you cry so that was my life every day and apart from that um the lady I was working for although she is an amazing human being she was a horrible boss and I think that like I said to be kind that I understand that firstly she does not know how to handle stress well and because this was her first very big gig I don't think she knew how to handle a lot of the things that came along with that so I completely understand and I give her that grace and when I say what I say it's really not to tarnish her in any way but it's just to be honest <laughs> about my experience you know she was a very horrible person to work with and I I actually really wish that she could see her own potential because with what we went through you can tell that this person doesn't even believe in themselves and it's very hard to work for someone who doesn't believe in themselves because it, it reflects in how they lead you but anyway i'm getting ahead of myself 
so emotionally it was very draining in terms of my character and the environment itself was um unhealthy because there were a lot of clashes but it was it was there was underlying things within those clashes that it wasn't just about work and they were never addressed there was this i feel like there was this dark cloud in a way over this whole process and every single day that i know many people just did not look forward to coming to work and you would think about the end of the day before it even starts type of vibe you know and i remember it got to a point where i would come home from rehearsals and just cry like just cry and cry and cry and cry and sometimes i would just come home eat and pass out like guys i wouldn't even i know that many people don't sleep in pajamas but for me it's a big deal it's how i've been taught from a young age so that's still what i do you know i wouldn't even change into my pajamas sometimes i wouldn't even take my evening bath i would literally pass out on top of my bed on top and I would wake up maybe at 2 a.m. Sometimes I wouldn't even wake up. I would wake up when my alarm rings and it's time to get up for work. Child, listen, it was hectic. And it really got to a point where I remember I couldn't even cry about it anymore. And I felt so frustrated with myself because I felt like crying was my way of releasing. And now my body is in so much shock with this environment that I can't even release those emotions and I remember something happened outside of work that triggered me so much that I actually had a panic attack oh actually it wasn't a panic attack because I've learned the difference between the two it was actually an anxiety attack guys yo it was so bad like I have tears in my eyes just thinking about that day because I remember I was all alone when I had that anxiety attack and there were so many things flooding in my mind that I just I was leaving it and I had to go to work that same afternoon we had a show that same afternoon you know and I just kept telling myself, I kept, I kept suppressing my emotions and I kept telling myself, when this is over, we'll just cry and get it over and done with. Oh, when it was over, I had held on to those emotions for so long that I was terrified of what's going to happen when I cry. And if you've ever experienced anxiety attacks, panic attacks, if you have ever um, been diagnosed with depression and you know what that's like, you know what I'm talking about where you don't even want to cry because you're so terrified of what on earth is going to happen to your body because you understand cognitively the magnitude of what just happened to you and a part of you just doesn't want to release it. And then once again, something else happened that just triggered everything and it was the straw that broke the camel's back and i cried i think i cried for two or three hours straight i couldn't yo like i cried so much if you were to speak to me you'd ask me if can i flew because my nose was that stuffy and oh i was it was bad but i will say that after crying that last time i woke up feeling so much lighter and i woke up feeling like myself again that I felt like the massacre that I lost during that production, I found her again. Because I really felt like at some point, I just put myself in a cupboard somewhere 
and I said, okay, girl, um, yeah, you can't be, you can't be here now, you know, so I'm going to put you away, and then get out when I hit a fence again, I really felt like that's what I was doing, that I was just on autopilot, that I was just doing as I was told, but I was not present, I was not present in, oh, I guess, it was a, it was a mess, it was bad, so, with all that being said, I hope that gives you guys a bit of context in terms of where I'm coming from when I speak about this topic and that I know exactly how it feels. And once again, with me, I consider myself lucky because that was a periodic thing. That was a, a once-off thing. And there is a possibility that the show that I was in will continue. And if that's the case, I am going to decline with so much love because... I realized that I shrunk myself so much that I had to apologize to myself. Oh, I'm getting emotional. I shrunk myself so much that I had to apologize for that to myself. And that I ignored myself for so long that I had to apologize to myself afterwards. And the emotional, oh, the emotional mess that I went through after that, I will never put myself through that again ever i will never put myself through that again so that's what i took from it and i just want to end this off with some other things that i've learned from being a part of this production from getting from the from the life and the journey that i know i'm gonna take right and the first thing is that be learn what kind of boss you want to be and it's important because when you're in, you when you are an employer or when you are in charge of people, you just do whatever the hell you you think is right. But you don't actually think about the kind of impact that you want to leave in people's lives. So that's one thing that I learned that before I become in charge of people's salaries and people's jobs, that I need to think about the kind of boss that I want to be and how I want to be remembered as an employer. The second thing is learn how to handle stress better. I will say that I consider myself to be someone who handles kidding, um, chaos very well and panic very well. But I don't handle stress very well. I handle it okay. It's not bad. But when you're in charge of people, once again, you need to handle stress proper, 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 right? The third thing that I learned is to be the leader that people want to be around. There's nothing worse than loving your job but hating the person that you have to report to. So I personally want to be the kind of leader that people love to be around because I feel like that also gives you great advantages when it comes to referrals and would people want to work with you again, which is so important especially when you're a freelancer especially in the entertainment industry it's so important to have a good rapport with people and have a good reputation with people so that they want to work with you again the last thing that i'm going to talk about now is your frustrations rub off so check how you handle yourself when you are frustrated actually i want to add one very last thing is that energy is so real you know energy is so real and you don't have to be a, a super spiritual person or an incredibly intuitive person to know what it feels like to walk into a room and feel abc 
we are all adults so we can detect these things very easily so energy is very important and your energy will speak before you even utter any words so that's also very important another positive thing that i actually want to leave behind with you guys is the good work experience that i did have and obviously you will decipher for yourself the differences and compare the two (laughs) or whatever but i remember i had an appearance on a show and oh it was it was so amazing first of all i was picked up and dropped off the drivers were so friendly so amazing they gave us food there the people that we worked with they weren't overly happy where you're like "Mm, why you love your job so much type of happy but they were calm they were collected the other actors that were there they were just goofy and fun but also so friendly and oh man i cannot talk i cannot say enough positive things about that place and the fact that there were so many famous people there it was so lovely to experience because it was like everybody's here to work and you can you can sense that everybody loves what they do nobody yes you are forced to come to work and you're forced to show up at like 6 a.m for them or whatever the case may be but you are here because you love what you do and for me that is just the perfect work environment that when I start praying for work environments, that's what I'm going to add onto my list. Oh God, that experience that I experienced, <laughs> you know, because it was really just so lovely too. And also there were so many black people on set and that always makes me so happy to see black people doing what they love and actually being great at it, you know. Even when you're tired, you, you're happy because you're doing what you love. So that's what I'm going to leave you guys with for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. And I really have missed you. Trust me when I say my absence was painful to me. But I hope now that you have context, you understand why I didn't even have the emotional capacity to record a podcast that I just felt like i'm not i'm not gonna do that i'm really not gonna do that to you guys i I didn't even have the time to record or to edit apart from everything else but anyway i'm here we're back (laughs) we're back and we have so much to talk about and yeah so i hope that you enjoyed this let me know what you think please do leave a review follow me on my instagram and my twitter if you aren't already i hope that you have a great week further from me till next time it's love and light